Yo, what's happening, people? And welcome back to the Tiki Taka podcast, where you're going to hear hot takes, unbiased opinions, and hopefully have a couple laughs along the way. Um, and obviously, back to Premier League football, back to the weekend roundup. Good to yes, have it two yes. weeks in a row. Um, and we're actually, Michael, this is episode 25. So hey, that that means 25 weeks in a row. We put the content out. Consistency is key. So small power Boys. on the back for us there. Availability is the best. Exactly, exactly. That's why Restream is not better than Mano Gusto. <laughs> but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, 25 weeks in a row. If you've been supporting, if you've been listening, shout out you guys as well. Cheers. We appreciate it always. Um, and I think at this point in the season, Michael, I'm going to change the format of the show slightly. Okay. Um, Talk to me. Because rather than talking about the games in chronological order, yeah, and you can't say I'm just doing this for Arsenal because we're not actually going to talk about Arsenal first. I think we should probably start talking about... Because narratives are starting to form. League positions are starting to form. Teams yeah. fighting for certain places. So I think we should do the title race talk and the title race teams first. Follow that on with the guys chasing Champions League. Follow it on okay. with the guys and just bring a bit more of a format structure. I get yeah. it. No, I actually yeah. like this transition. I'm on board. Um, because at the start of the season we could do it in chronological order. Because not much is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into the back end of the season, and there are narratives, and there are and there's like races starting to happen. It's uh similar to F1. You got the top of the pack, then yeah. you got the middle pack. Yeah. And then you got teams the, are starting to separate. You out. See what I'm Because at Christmas, guys were saying Arsenal were in a top four race. <sighs> Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Yeah, but those guys weren't on this podcast. <laughs> um, so we only took sense here. Having said that, we will start with the team that ironically did actually play first this week, but they are also top of the table: Brentford versus Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and big win for Liverpool. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a game I was looking at, and I thought, yeah, Brentford away, twelve thirty kickoff. I think this could be a tough one. Um, and you look at that as like a City or an Arsenal fan and think Liverpool potentially drop points in there. And for not, them to not only win, but win the way they did, scoring four goals, yeah. Mo Salah back. Like, it was an impressive performance, albeit Brentford's defending was shocking. shocking. Individual errors shocking crazy. For almost every single goal. Yeah. The first goal should never be allowed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Even though that is a great header by Jota. But, yeah. but either way, man, whether it's shocking defending or not, you score four goals at Brentford. It, Liverpool uh, are just getting the job done, man. And they're not losing steam. They're like, you know... Which is surprising me a bit. Which I is surprising say, me a bit. Say. And now, you know, now you start to do the hindsight thing of, you know, should you should we have ever been surprised? Da, 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 that kind of thing. They've I, been here before. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with that narrative. They've been here before. They've, they, they, you know, yeah, they've, they've won titles recently and, and big trophies recently. But damn... From where they were last season, and I know they finished strong last season, yeah. but uh, I didn't really think they'd solve the midfield issue that they had last year. And I don't even know if they really have, but they're still just churning out wins. McAllister yeah. is, is doing a job up, in there. Yeah. McAllister's doing well in there. Um, but even Endo, I'm not going to lie, he's been, yeah. been alright. Yeah. He's been doing the job that, that Klopp wanted, I think like, Endo's wants him to do. Like, quietly quite a big difference yeah exactly he's he definitely does his job whatever Klopp yeah. tells him to go yeah. out there and do he definitely goes out there and he does it to the degree where Klopp's like all right come come back in and they do look a little bit more stable I think losing Curtis Jones is going to be a bit of a blow yeah because he's been playing well but um to, to more of your point you know it was an impressive win because I also definitely was tuning in thinking something could happen yeah. here you know like yeah. notoriously Brentford's a tough place to go to so 12 30 and kickoff Brentford started well and Brent exactly and you think you know you know, if could it be could exactly, it be exactly, but now Liverpool were very professional, man. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I said <laughs> maybe, maybe quite boldly, this Liverpool <laughs> midfield cannot win the league. Yeah, we can't allow that to happen. So and I agree with you, but I agree with league, that wholeheartedly. And I said, if it does happen, Klopp's better than Fergie. But but I still, in this moment, just don't think that that. I think their defense and their attack is worthy of winning a title. Mm. Um, I think VVD and Konate. I've been solid. I think it's the first time that I've seen them put together a partnership for quite a while as well. Yeah. Um, Robertson coming back in, but Joe Gomez has been performing. Yeah, obviously yeah. Got Trent on one side, even when Conor Bradley's coming. He's, he's been doing well. Performances in. And obviously we know about their attack and that they score goals. But their midfield is what I think is lacking. Um, and I would still be surprised if they go on and win, actually win the league. It would be crazy to see somebody like Gravenberch in a title winning yeah. midfield. Even, even guys like Sabozlai, who we've given quite a bit of praise to and maybe like had a fall off or dipped a bit recently. 
But suppose I in his first season in the Premier League isn't this guy that we're like, yeah, that's a midfield winner. That's a like, champion <laughs> in that midfield. No, I, I, I like it would be it, honestly, it would be Klopp's biggest achievement, no doubt. Mm, yeah. Like it would be crazy yeah. because they've had a lot of injuries this year. Like the team, the Tao team that won it for Liverpool, it was like the same team every week. Damn yeah. it. You just knew he was starting yep. and miracles were happening. They were blowing guys out the water, getting goals from, you know. So it would be nuts because Salah's missed periods of the season, Alisson's missed periods of the season, VVD's missed periods of the season, you know. Um, oh. But yeah, it would be crazy for, for Liverpool to as well be from where they've taken over the, the lead of the, the, the top of the table, to see that out to the end, yeah. that would be an incredible yeah. feat. Yeah. That would actually be an incredible feat. I mean, but that that game at Anfield when they play Man City. It's huge. And that's what I was going to say. We'll, we'll, we will come on to it, I guess, later with uh, the Chelsea stuff. But um, on Brentford, man. Tony scoring goals. Tony scoring goals. Tony scoring goals. Tony leaving with his. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, exactly. kind of like the week before, he wasn't really in the game. But he had one chance and he took it. Yeah. And... um. But those individuals at the back, man, that, like the Nathan Collins and... Yeah. and We've seen another one from Ayer. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, like, that, that just that shit just can't happen. And also, Brentford, man, they used to be good at home. It used to be a fortress. Now they're just, like, leaking goals. Yeah. Players don't have the confidence. But I saw Whistle was back out there for them. Yeah. You know, so, as I said, I don't think Brentford are going to lose all these games, even though they've lost to Liverpool and City, but any, any team can do that. Yeah. But the rest of the games they have coming up, I don't think they're going to be in and amongst it. Yeah, like yeah. The I mean, ball. they've got West Ham next week. And we oh know what West Ham are going through. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, we'll move it on, obviously, to Burnley versus Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal going there, winning 5-0. Another away game, another five goals scored. Um Again, I mean, like, we can't really talk too much on Burnley, but the, the Burnley are awful, man. Burnley are such a bad, bad team. Um, to concede from a throw-in. That's trying to play offside, Trav. Like, but yeah, we'll talk about Arsenal because Arsenal deserve I, their praise in this game. Look, what I'll, what I'll say is I think the first goal, and we were speaking about, like, about it a little bit before, the first goal is the most important. Because it comes so early in the match and it's of such quality from Martin Odegaard. I think it just takes all the confidence out of Burnley. I'm sure company was in there saying, play your staff, be confident, you can do this. You know, you're, you're a Premier League team, you're at this level. Da, 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 all of that hype. And then in four minutes, Martin Odegaard at the edge of the box drills one, yeah. bottom bins. And I think and the task just gets that much harder. And I think like at that point they'd already kind of accepted defeat. And it's like, well, now we have to come out and yeah, yeah, yeah. chase, you know, and we can't even sit back for five or ten minutes, you know. So they were awful. They were they were awful. But I really think it's because Odegaard put it on them, pause yeah. in the first, you know, four minutes oh, of the yeah, match and yeah. really just opened it up. Set, set the tone. And then once recently this Arsenal team, man, once that first goal goes in and we smell blood. I love that yeah. we've been killing teams off, yeah, not yeah, even yeah. leaving it to be 3-0, yeah, yeah, but could have yeah. been 5 or 6. Five we're six, making it 5 yeah, or yeah, 6. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're making it 5 or 6 and we're saying it should have been 7 or 8. Yeah. And I think that is so dope. And I love the plus 19 goal difference in yeah. however many yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. and Now like caught up with City and yeah. where they are. Winning 5 games in a row in the Premier League is nothing to be sniffed at. And I know these are poor teams, but West Ham was 7th in the Premier League. Yeah. You yeah. know, when we were, when we beat them. And so, it's two away games. Like, going away from home and beating anyone in the Prem isn't a really easy task. Yeah. Um, you need to you need to show some level of quality and show some level of performance. But, yeah, I mean, Martin Odegaard was bossing it. Um, and I, I did actually want to ask you who you think Arsenal's best player is. Um, because in my opinion, there are a lot of people, it's a difficult question to answer. There are a lot of people you could put up for it. But personally, I would say Saka, just because... The way the way he's been playing, especially since he's come back from from the break, he's just been bagging goals. But another brace this week, he's turning up when when we really need him to. And I think I'm more I'm most confident of Saka of maybe all of our players attacking players to turn up. In the, That's the, in the thing. Time. I it's a really really tough question. But I, I look, I'm not going to be mad at Saka. You can't sit here and argue against Saka not being one of the best players. That Arsenal or the best player that Arsenal have. He's as I, as I said last week. I can't believe Saka's become a numbers guy. Yeah, like whether he plays well or whether he plays badly, he he he's bagging. And the best thing about Saka is 
you remember like in the Chelsea game when we weren't really showing any quality? Like for him, it only takes a moment yeah. and he can show you like almost a world-class ability to put a ball on the sixpence for Trossard at the back post. Yeah. So I hear you with, it, with Saka. But I think this is the beauty of the squad is that I think there's a lot of guys that can get to the to that also, that level. It won't look the same as Saka, but Odegaard, Saliba, like, I don't know, like, if Saka dips for whatever reason, I'd say go hard for Neto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. Saliba goes, I don't know who we, I don't know who you go after. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. If, uh, if Odegaard goes, uh, I don't know who you get to do those yeah, three yeah. jobs that Arteta has him to do. But I agree. That's... I would say Neto, who's having a brilliant season, not taking anything away from Neto, I had him in my top ten wingers list. Isn't he's, the level? He's got eleven assists, but he's only got two goals. Yeah, it's not. It's exactly. There's a drop off, and now you're hoping that you can mold him into something that would be Saka like. But it's you know, yeah, it's and not Saka's the same. Up the assists, he's got eight Saka, of them. Saka can be goals. soon enough. Saka is going to be out of it. Like like how they talk about the rest of these big dogs. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he you know continues on the same trajectory, his his goals. You know, Saka only recently, for the last three seasons, has been putting numbers on the board, but he's putting such sufficient numbers that uh, you start to think, man, what if he's this consistent? You know how like, Lukaku was when he was younger and he was just bagging? Like, nothing was going to stop yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be crazy for, for Saka to have that, that kind of output. But in terms of who Arsenal's best player is, I'm not arguing against it. I'm just saying that I, I, I genuinely... As much as I think, yes, it is Saka, I think these guys would like Odegaard and Saliba are right on that level with him, yep. man. Yep. Like, right on that level with him. And then it becomes Declan like. Declan Rice as well. Yeah, and Declan Rice becomes like, who's harder to replace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Let us know in the comments who you not think Arsenal's best player is. I think there's, there's a good debate to be had there. But, For real. Um, again, I mean, we didn't really speak about him last week because um, he didn't get a goal or an assist. So we thought it might be overkill. But Kai Havertz got his goal this week. Mm. Tidy little nutmeg. We're here. Um, Kai Hive. Putting a string of performances together. And he's playing well, man. Like, he is. I know, I know a lot of people just will refuse to give Kai Havertz his praise and whatever. But, I mean, the way he's interchanging with Trossard, the fluidity between the two of them, when one drops, one goes, um, it's just working very, very nicely at the minute. I think, uh, yeah, no, I, look, I, I completely agree. I just think, you know, as I was saying on the pod some time ago, like, it's going to be tough to judge who Kai Havertz is because uh, Mikel is going to have him doing a different job in a different position each and every week. So it's going to be tough to be like, this guy should get me 10 and 10 goals and assists because he's playing as a number nine or whatever it is because he does so many jobs for the team. And I think now in these last couple of games, we're seeing it. You know, the Liverpool game, he was doing that false nine thing. Yeah, yeah. More prominently on Konate's neck, on VVD's neck, yeah. in these more recent games, has been interchanging with Trossard. Sometimes going up top, sometimes going deep. Um, it's 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 crazy level of IQ, and obviously he's doing the counter press thing. And I just think uh, his performances have been consistent as well. I think that's the most important thing. Like yeah. he pretty much stays the same. He always is like sort of secures the ball, doesn't really give it away too much. Um, and it's just always coming down to like whether or not he's going to finish his chances when they come to him. But him and Trossard, man, are, are really doing their thing. Him and Trossard are really doing their Trussard's thing. Trossard's bagging his goals. Yeah. Havertz is filling in the spaces. And as you said it on the, the pod a couple uh, episodes ago. Like, whenever Havertz makes that running behind, you almost never worry about him being offside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he has that intelligence and he does stretch. And when he makes the run, there is space for somebody else. Yeah. And then you yeah. see Odegaard getting on the ball and Saka has now a one-on-one -on -one versus guys they never used to have it, you know. So, and I mean, to, it's working. That's to, and this is Mikel's credit. The nutmeg and the and the yeah, shot, and the finish the itself, con the confidence that he's playing with at the minute. Just, just, just even even in that it. position to just be like, it's a throw, and I'm going to stretch. <laughs> I'm yeah, just going to yeah, stretch yeah. the field. Yeah. I'm going to make a running behind because I can't be offside. And I'm we're gonna we're already four nil up. Yeah, we're actually already four nil up. Like that, you know. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. I, I see why Mikel's got. You know, Mikel really like heaps his praise on Havertz. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like. He, he proper loves him and you know what I, I, I think I think Arteta part of the reason Arteta does that is because there were he, questions he almost knows he has to back true Cat Havertz like to the hills because yeah if, if if there's any if Mikel does anything other than that people are just going to latch on to that oh Mikel's not trusting Kai Mikel regrets signing Kai like even the slightest bit of indication that he you know what the media are like they'll latch on to it but United are not getting that with Anthony Anthony's been chewing bench and everybody's like yeah, this is what should have been happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a hundred million pound. Yeah, 
you know, we've just all like it's, it's crickets when it because you know they're winning yeah. games. To be fair, and you, you but know, that's because Anthony is just he is just <laughs> but you know, yeah, <laughs> like, like Anthony is just a terrible. <laughs> Man United fans will say he's the worst ever Premier League side. <laughs> but Anthony's bench, he's not even getting on the pitch. And guys are like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, one other person I wanted to talk about. Obviously, David Raya's kept his clean sheets. Happy for him and what he's done. But Jakob Kiriel's come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Serious. he needed to turn up. West Ham away. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burnley away. Like, we just, we need Kiriel to just come in and just do his job. If he does his job, everything else will fall into place kind of thing. Because uh, no, I... I can very much rely on the other players in the team. Um, Kiwio is just a bit of an unknown because we haven't seen that much of him. Um, and I was saying this to you earlier, like I've heard guys like Rio Ferdinand talk about you need a squad to win a title and the guys like John O'Shea and Darren Fletcher and those guys who come in out, out from the cold and drop a 7 out of 10 are consistent and give you what you need. It's yeah. just, that's, that, that is the difference. And I don't think we really had that last year. Um, like if we were missing Partey, Jesus, Zinchenko, Tomiyasu, all these guys last year. We'd be done up. Yeah. It'd be and over. The fact that Kiwi can come in and drop these kind of performances, we we need that. No, 100%. And this is... Uh... We, we, like last week, we couldn't be having West Ham say, yeah, just give it to Kudus because he's just going to feast on the left back. Yeah. And it's not Rob Holding anymore. And that's like no digger Rob Holding. It's just, um, this is Arteta answering and Edu maybe gets should get more of the credit answering the fo- like what went wrong last year. We didn't have the depth. If mm. any of the starting 11 were out, we were damn near done. Yeah, and obviously they've seen that. Kivio was one of the signings to help replace that. And uh, he's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. He's playing out of position. He's very solid. What I like about Kivio is he's also tall. He wins his headers. Yeah. Like, it's not an easy day yeah. trying to get past he him as a one. Overlaps. Yeah, it's not an easy day trying to get past him. on Obviously, he's got the IQ. He throws the ball for Havertz. He knows he can't be offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like the fact that that is our fourth choice you know, centre-back or defender. And I think he deserves a lot of credit because he's come in pretty much from, from the cold getting spotty minutes here and there. And he, as you say, like the John O'Shea's and those guys, he's put two performances together when we need him. Yep. And, um, and the 45 against Liverpool. And uh, uh, trust me, and that, that, that will, I think it will do his confidence a lot of yeah, good as well. Yeah. And he will feel like he belongs now. Because there'll probably be a point between now and the end of the season, whether it's Champions League or Premier League, where Kiwi is going to have to come in and play a game. Yeah. Right. And he should also feel confident that if Arteta's like, yo, you know, if, if Zinni pulls up in a game or and Tommy Asu is out or whatever is going on, yeah. Kivio yeah. should be like, should be feeling like, all right, man, I can come and I can do this. Yeah. I know these routines. Yeah. Ben White's going to know what to do now that I'm on the pitch. And, you know, he should be and, feeling and, that and confidence. And Kivio is the backup left centre-back. Yeah. So if if anything happens to Gabriel, Kivio is going to have to And it's good. And- as you're saying, we're going to need a squad. It's going to need... Every- and Arteta said the exact same thing. I think they was asking Arteta, like, what's it going to take to get this done and he's like well, I'm going to need everybody available yeah. like yeah. I'm going to need everybody available and uh, he's part of that man everybody's going to be part of that and the level can't drop too much and I like the fact that Kivio is going to be picking up a lot of things but let's not get twisted fans out there like Zinchenko if he's coming back and he's fit he's he's right back in that team yeah yeah. but Kivio deserves his love for most games yeah and then Tomiyasu yeah yeah or Timber or whatever. yeah and that's another guy who's going to come back and shake things up man yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to Timber coming back. Um, Are we, because uh, we're going to come off Arsenal, but just like looking ahead to to sort of Porto, yeah, what's going to be happening over the next two games for us? Um, predictions, thoughts, feelings, players you'd want to play, rotations. I think, um, I think for the Porto game, uh, I think Jorginho should come in for that game. I think he'll help just calm the team. Yeah. Um. In what's probably going to be a hostile atmosphere and a, and a tight game, intense game. Um. So I reckon he would come in for Havertz. Um. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But and this is it's a big if. But I'm fairly confident Arsenal can do. It. If Arsenal turn up and play how we they know play. they can play, yeah, we can win the game. Whether that's a one nil or a two nil. Look, we'll have to be ruthless and take our chances for it to be more than that, yeah. which we might not do. But yeah, I think Arsenal can come away from that with a win. I I predict a big Gabby away from goal, away yeah. from goal, away from home goal, header. Yeah, I can see that. In a Portuguese speak, well, he's Portugal, you know, and him just giving it to the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but, but so you reckon Arsenal will win as well? Yeah, I, I reckon. Uh, I reckon we'll win. I think you know we have the momentum. I think it's going to be a tough game for sure, and mentally it's going to be taxing. I think that the the first goal is going to be everything, but I think our players are going to be up for it. This is what this is what they want, man. This is what we were slugging away for last year. The hell, this is what all of us fans want as well. Is is a deep run, so I think they're going to know what it means. And I think they should be thinking that we got the quality. Just we were just talking about Kivior and stuff. Yeah. And we should also be thinking that we got the quality as a club. Like, yo, we're here now. We're better than the, a lot of these guys. Yep. I'm not gonna let Pepe lock up my my number nine yeah, or Saka. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hundred percent. Like we should actually proper bop to them. Uh, and it then it is a shame Gabriel Jesus isn't fit for this game. It is, yeah, it is. And then Newcastle as well, man. It's huge. The thing is, the Newcastle one. I personally, I hold off on that one because I can't give a prediction for that until I see the Porto game. <laughs> that's that's fair. Because if that's that, point, that Porto game is a slog, we go one nil down, red card, equalize. The game ends two one. I just don't want to see. I don't want to see a red card. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I would have to give you a prediction after I see that game because the games are quite close together. It's Wednesday, Saturday turnaround. Newcastle have a full week. So <laughs> we'll see. But I. But I expect. I expect. I will say this. I ex- hope. Hope and kind of expect Arsenal to win both games. Yeah. And and last shout has to go to Mikel, man. He's for the last couple yeah. of weeks. He's got spot on. Like everything's been spot on. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I mean, there's not, not too much to yeah. that. He's doing this thing. He's competing with the best managers in the league. Um, but yeah, moving on to probably the best manager in the league, Pep Guardiola's team. Yo. They drop points. Man City versus Chelsea ended 1-1. Chelsea had a lot of chances. And I'll be honest, I thought Chelsea were going to get slapped in this game. I think everywhere. I thought that as I, well. I, I put in the chat, Chelsea are about to get munched. You, you, I said, yeah, oh, Rodri Classic, huh? Yeah. And you were like, nah, he doesn't even need to, he doesn't even need to to, to get yeah, it out of the just, bag yeah, like yeah, that. Just give it to Foden. Yeah. Chilwell will do the rest. <laughs> yeah. But I did say. You did I say he was going to score. This has Rodri goal written. All yeah, you know, you did. You did call um, that. But, I mean, good performance from Chelsea. Good performance from Pochettino. Again, like a massive one before they go into the cup final this weekend. Yeah. Um, you don't want to go away to City and get... And the reason I thought they would get slapped is because I saw what happened when they went to Anfield. Yeah. And the Etihad's not too far away from that. That's true. Um, If you're not a good team, you'll, you might like, get moved get, Especially if you try and press. And it's not like Chelsea just kind of sat back. Um, no, they was... Uh... But when they won the ball, they were they were threatening with it and they went forward quickly. Um, And a couple of the Chelsea players that deserve their praise, firstly... Malo Gusto. Mm, start there. Top right back. Yo, he's played right back and he plays left back. And, you know, there's no way Reese James can get back in this team. Malo Gusto, he's 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, they've got something there, man. I think he always looks Complete, good. Completely nullified Jeremy Doku. Yeah. And he's pretty composed on the ball. Doku, knows- Doku by the way. You man that had him in your top 10 wingers list. Yeah, <laughs> Dude. You'll be, you'll be sentenced I, for those crimes. I actually man. think, I actually think Doku plays well. Some guys had him fifth. Malagusto, don't get me wrong. Malagusto got the better of that argument. But I think Doku does enough. Like, he always shows what he's about. Like, he turns up, he dribbles past you. He's not, he's not a top 10 winger in the league. Yeah, he might not be a top 10 because he, he needs that end product. The, height, the Doku he needs, he needs the end product. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People with him straight as number one. He's just coming <laughs> in. He's... Better than Saka. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Louder. Louder. But, to, to Malo Gusto's point, man, and this is not his first big performance of the season. Like, Malo Gusto's been putting him in. We said, we argued him for signing of the season. Yeah, yeah. Malo Gusto's been putting him in. And the reason he'll be better, not the reason he'll be better than Reese James, the reason he'll play more than Reese James is because he's available. He will be around. He yeah. looks like he's going to be here. Yeah. You know? And um, I think another person I want to shout out, I'm not going to lie, he gets a lot of flack as well. Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I did. Every time I watch Jackson, He's always a threat in behind. Mm. Like he's always, always a threat in behind. Like he, it's he, a shocking miss. Is that's the problem? The but pro- I expect that exactly. The problem is, yeah, I expect him to miss it when he's in front of goal. But he also he doesn't stop running. Like but he like doesn't he stop. Problem. He, he doesn't stop. Problem. He's like Nunez light. Like he doesn't stop running in behind. Yeah, and um, City. Like that's the, those are Chelsea's most promising attacks. He poses a Kai Havertz kind of problem. Every time Chelsea had a good chance, Nicholas Jackson was involved or created the yeah. space or ran yeah. in behind or was the he guy they nice played the ball to. to. For the goal. Yeah, you feel me? That's so a nice ball across. I know he's got. I know he's like he's not polished. I know he's rough and rugged and like Chelsea fans are saying he's not a number nine. He's a winger. He needs to play off the left. 
all of that kind of stuff. Uh, look, I hear he's still so They're young. Definitely a better team with him. Yeah, he's still yeah. so young, but his threat is constant. And um, <laughs> yeah, I know like he's never gonna be Raheem Sterling, and I know you guys get onto Raheem Sterling. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. you just well, got Raheem be... Sterling, man. Dunked dunk on Kyle Walker yeah. again. Yeah, twice this season. Uh, yo, I think Raheem had one of the most Raheem games where you're like, oh man, yeah, this guy. What? <sighs> yo, when he when that ball comes over the top and he takes that touch that goes straight to end. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When you look at him, you're like, yo, how did this guy even three? How much a week? You know what? What's what he on? And then, as you say, yeah. chops Carl chops Walker, Walker yeah. buries it bottom bins in the next chop, play. Chop and then the whipski. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> I think, uh, and yeah, those were those are the threat in behind. And I think Chelsea, I don't know, like they they have the players to be a threat in behind. You can't base, I don't know, a, a European charge just off solely doing that. Yeah, because not every team is going to play you with such a high line. But you've got the components, man. Like, you've got the components for these bigger games to actually really pose a threat to guys. If Jackson and Sterling can brush up and be more consistent, you can find the number nine or Nkunku can show something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You... I still think Chelsea could have a could have quite a strong end to the season. Yeah. Um, if they obviously start to... Gallagher, man. I think Thiago Silva being out is maybe a bit of a blessing. Gallagher's been doing um, a job. He, yeah, was my Gallagher, player the, he was my player of the match for them. Gallagher nullified Rodri in possession. Yo, I know Gallagher, Rodri scored the goal. But... Gallagher must have run like 13, 14k yeah. in that game. Like well, he was... bro, the only time I see Rodri get nullified is when he plays Chelsea. <laughs> As the same thing happened at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Rodri <laughs> scored a goal, but in terms of what he does in possession, he's nullified. Yeah, he just doesn't stop running he chases he starts he's like he's not Odegaard level but he's doing the Odegaard press yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah. he's like when, when City push you out wide and get to Doku oh, he's he's doubling up on Doku yeah. like, <laughs> well, do you remember when we played them and he just like, just Is man marked Thomas Partey he's a dog he's a... just wouldn't let him breathe I don't but, know. But I actually wanted to give praise to someone who's getting a lot of flack. Enzo. Enzo. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this is one of the best games I've seen from Enzo. And I watch quite a bit of Chelsea and we give him some flack on this podcast. We do. But, bro, I just want to see that performance as consistently. <sighs> That's as his thing. He's not can. that consistent, man. Because to go to the Etihad and do that, you obviously have the quality, right? So yeah. I'm not doubting your quality. I'm I'm really just doubting like he's won a World Cup. Can he, you do this every week? The the thing about Enzo is he hasn't shown that he can do it every week. Like I think he he, he can ball. Enzo is a player. He's tidy. Yeah, yeah. He could pick a pass. Like he was really kind of you need that that guy. And this is why I make the Jack, Granite Jacker comparisons is that in those games, especially when you go to the Etihad, you need that guy who's going to take the ball and have the composure to play a forward pass. Yeah, forward yeah, pass, yeah. And he can do that. Just going to start the counter straight away and yeah. say to the other guy, "Okay, you lot go now." No, he can do that. Uh, but the thing about Chelsea is, and this is what I don't understand is, I don't understand how they are where they are. Like, I think Gusto's a decent player. I think Sterling's more than a decent player. I think Jackson is, you know, is showing that he, like, he's worth sticking with and seeing if he can, you know. Enzo, as I'm saying, he, oh, there's something in there. But how are you 10th? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even the Sassy, the last couple of games have been putting decent yeah. performances. I say though, I actually thought it was pretty good. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but how are you? But I think I think that's a recent kind of turn of form. I think, because let's be real, for a lot of the season, these players have been whack. We've yeah. been saying we need to have real conversations about the quality of some of these players. Um, yeah. But luckily... They will never make up the money that they were bought for. No. But they're not they're not 10th place players in the Premier League. No. no you know, not, like... like Mario Lamina's been... But they, I don't think they'll finish there. Mario Lamina's been balling for Wolves. But I don't know if he's like a better footballer than Caicedo or a better footballer than, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, than I Enzo. Agree. I, agree. I agree. You yeah. know, so... But, but on Man City, um, it shows that obviously Man City can drop points. Oh, dear. And they even drop points. Lataro. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Inter just scored... But um, yeah, it shows that they can drop points at home. And Jamie Carragher said it like, I think it's a bigger thing because City will draw, drop points here and then they could go and do their thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, City are going to be there or thereabouts, right? It's not, City aren't just going to fall off. That's without a doubt. So it's a, probably a bigger thing for Arsenal and Liverpool in terms of just like that little bit of belief that like, okay, these guys can drop points. They're so, not invincible. So this is what I'm saying. This is what I was trying to say about um, this. It's going to come down to the top clash that like the 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 top the top teams like City going to Anfield, yep. us going to the Etihad, um 
who else the Liverpool? Tottenham have to play all three. Tottenham of have us. to play all three of us. Like it's gonna come down United to you. Play all three of us. It's gonna come down to your record versus the big six. Uh, and as it stands, we have the best record versus the big six. Doesn't mean we're gonna win it because these are now the big. This like City haven't beaten one yet, have they? No, I think they beat United. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. So, so, but they haven't won many. Liverpool haven't won many either, yeah. you yeah. know. Uh, and it's like City have had a lot of draws. But it's gonna come down to those those points that we take off each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna decide the title and at, the at moment, this stage. This is why when we beat Liverpool, I sat and I said, "Yo, that man on the desk." has scored the winner against the two title rivals. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. There's not much more I can ask for him from him in a season. Um, but yeah, we'll move it on um, to what's hotting up in a Champions League race and Gary O'Neill's Barmy Army. <laughs> they did the job, man. They went, they went to Tottenham. Michael, I saw back message on the chat and say, um, Wolves are just, it's after about half an hour, I was like, Wolves are just sat with 11 men behind the ball. And Michael responded, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope they can keep it up. <laughs> How many more minutes Welcome left? to the club, man. Welcome <laughs> to the club. That's what teams do. When, when you start to run, hit a bit of form, that's what teams will do to you. And, <gasps> yo, I said this last week. You said it's the perfect way to describe them. Counter-attacking demons. Yeah, And yeah. they didn't even have Cunha this week. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't need him. <laughs> Pedro Neto, one-man attacking force, man. Yo, Pedro Neto's running power... It looks insane. It looks insane. You see the automatic thing that I'm on about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a Tottenham corner. <laughs> and he's picked the ball Besuma, up. sloppy. his own half. And he's just gone, I'm going straight to goal. Yeah. He takes like three touches, but each touch is like 20 meters. Yeah, yeah. And he, no one's getting near you know, him. Those first five yards. His locomotion. He's, he's a langer. <laughs> yeah. His locomotion is nuts. And the chop. I don't know how, like, yeah. I, I get it. It, you know, you don't know when he's going to do it, but it's, it's, it's as you say, it's well, Emerson needs to run full speed to get over there. <laughs> guys, they always fall for the chop. Yeah. Neto's always selling guys with the chop. It's like, we know he's going to yeah, try to cut in yeah. on his left foot. Saka doesn't sell as many guys as Neto does no, no. with the chop. But then the perfect pass, it's not bouncing. Yeah, it's yeah. Air, it's just laid Yo, back. I heard them saying uh, that Jao Gomez guy only scored one goal before today. Yeah. And now he's got two versus Tottenham and... Jao Gomez. Looks that like doesn't a, describe it. Like that used to be. He looks like a... He looks like a, he, he, he's one of those like Portuguese guys who's just tidy, isn't it? Yeah. Like he's just yeah, come yeah, in and he's tidy. Yeah. I think he might actually be Brazilian. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. But he should never get his head onto that no. corner. It's a great header. It's a great header. It's a great header. He's, he, he's, it's a great header. <laughs> he's but he should, he should never... Straight from the corner, he's jumped straight... He's not even... He's jumped straight up. Yeah. At five foot six or however tall he is, five foot four. And he's, he's plopped it home. Yeah. And, and this second, is at your state. This is that. Do you remember those days when Sterling was winning headers in our box? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. where's Van de Ven? The Romero, where's the. Yeah. Where, what, what do they call the room? I, I thought Tottenham had the best defense in the league. <laughs> where's all it called? They got where's Ben Davies in there, another center back. Yeah, yeah. You're asking Ben Davies and Emerson to do what Poro and Adogi do. I think, um, yeah, so one. All right, let's go with the Gary O'Neill first, and then we can kill Tottenham. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Gary O'Neill, yeah, yeah, double over Tottenham, a double over Tottenham, double over Chelsea. Oh, Gary O'Neill is doing his best. One point off the European places. They're so they're so certified this season. They're so far away from the pack of where like people estimated that they should be and where like where they should be hanging out. And the same bullshit excuses we'll give to top teams. Salah being away. Same thing I said about Liverpool. Salah yeah, being away. Yeah, yeah. And Huang. yo, Huang's been away. Cunha's now out. Eight Nuri was missing yeah. hella minutes early in the season. They Troy, lost Matthias Nunes. Do you see what I'm saying? Troy went. So it's like he's not, it's not like he hasn't had to improvise. He's brought Sarabia. He's, he's got Sarabia, you know, giving him some confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brought guy. Lamina's balling. like he was in the dungeon. Lamina's acting like he's, uh, you know, a top eight midfield. We yeah. used to, Mario Lamina used to be like. The Southampton guy. Yes, I'm saying. Lamina's out here doing his things, chomping guys up yeah. for breakfast. So. Uh, I give Gary O'Neill huge credit because they're a world. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're a world-drilled team, man. They're, that's they're the, like Wolves. Wolves are, at this point, Wolves are just a very good team. Yeah, they're just a world-drilled team. They know everybody knows their job. They know what they're doing. And and I bring it back to when um when I saw Gary O'Neill on MNF, which was still one of the best best like pieces of analysis I've seen. Gary O'Neill has said on MNF he has his style of play where he wants to play at, and then it's about how much does he need to bring that down. <laughs> 
based on the opposition he's playing because obviously Wolves don't have the best quality to play the way Gary yeah. wants to play against because every team against Man City they get opened up Arsenal they get opened up or whatever he's obviously gone to Tottenham and thought yeah these are, these are a very good footballing team so I'll go quite far away from my ideal style of football yeah. and we'll sit back we'll defend deep and we'll hit them on the fast counter because Tottenham only need two players and back. and it worked on Masterclass Gary O'Neill is doing all of this with Craig Dawson in his team and that's no disrespect to Craig Dawson Craig Dawson's been playing out of his skin for the last he's couple of years. Vet. He's a prem vet. Yeah. But prem vets don't normally play in the top half of the table. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so a lot of credit to him, a lot of credit to Craig Dawson for sure for holding it down. But if you give Gary O'Neill some wingers, you can actually potentially defend on the halfway line. Yeah. Centre back that can defend on the halfway yeah, line. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You, you can run back towards his goal and catch somebody. We might be, you know, there could be a huge. Yeah, yeah, he could get even closer. That's to what I'm saying. Beating. Yeah, man. Break into the uh, the mold of the top eight or yeah. whatever it might look like. We gave him, we gave him manager of the season, of season for a reason, man. But yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, man, yeah. Man United are climbing. Gosh. The gap is three points. I think the gap was 11 points. <laughs> and look, man. Tottenham, Tottenham need to make sure that they get Champions League football. Oh, no doubt. Because if I've heard all of this big Ange, yeah. if you're in a title we're race, in a we're revolution. in a title race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost Harry Kane and we're doing this Mate. and that. Because and... for me personally, I'm, I'm not looking at Tottenham. I'm thinking, like, I've always, even last year when people were like, oh, at the start of last season, I didn't think Arsenal would get you uh, Champions League football. Yeah. Because I thought they were four teams better than us. Yeah. So even when we were like five points clear, eight points clear or whatever, my my aim for the season was still get Champions League football. I'm not thinking we should win the title. If we win the title, great. But at the start of the season, I make that prediction of where we're going to be based on what's going to happen over 38 games. Yeah, so yeah. we might have a good period and we might be top. And obviously we exceeded my expectations like crazy last year. Yeah. By the start of the season, I would have said Tottenham's expectation is... To get Europa League, ideally, yeah, right, and Tottenham fans would have taken that at the Easy. start of the season. And if Ange does that, I think I still think they've had a successful season because over the course of thirty-eight games, Tottenham's got a, they have a nice starting eleven, and then when it starts to, but you need the squad to make it. So and Man United have players that can come in, but I'm gonna kill Tottenham because Tottenham fans were telling me they were in a title race. I, I think you've been very diplomatic and I, I, I agree with the point you're making because we Arsenal fans are in that position, as you said, mm. where at the start of the season, we thought, man, I'd, I I would have taken sixth. I remember I was saying that. I would take sixth. I'll buy your hand up today at the beginning of the season. And then we were in a title race and we were like, oh, damn. Yeah. And then we ended up in the Champions League, but we didn't win the league. And it was like, you know, it's weird when the goalposts shift because your team overachieves. Especially at the halfway through yeah, the season. At the beginning of the season. But what I will say about Tottenham is, and maybe that's what we were doing, Tottenham fans were going on and on and yeah, on yeah. about how big Ange is and how Richarlison is the second coming of Christ. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the the, the Madison, whole high line. Sonnet, Sonnet, yeah, yeah. Vicario, isn't he the best? Yeah. Isn't, isn't yeah. Vicario the best? And now... United are starting to catch them. Exactly. And, that's, and it's that's looking real thing. scary. That's another and thing. they've got tough games, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, especially they're running. But guys like Vicario, yeah, this this could definitely be, and look, I think we'll admit it, Vicario's been very good. good. Yeah, Probably yeah. been the best keeper. He made a lot of saves in that Wolves game. Yeah, yeah. Wolves had loads of chances. So he's had a, but this could definitely be Vicario's best season in the Tottenham shot. <laughs> this could definitely be his best ever season. In the uh, Vicario could easily become Hugo Lloris. I'm, I'm just gonna say, just go on the, these saves that he's making next season, he's flapping at. If it. if going through, all hands. I'm saying is, all the the love and cred, credit and you know praise that we were giving Ange, if Emery finishes above him, mm. and Ten Hag finishes above him, yeah, yeah. We need to look. Don't let Gary O'Neill finish. You need to. You. you need to look yourself in. Yeah, yeah. We like. We need. To, we need to have long hard looks. And I want to blame Tottenham for real because the Werner thing. I know it's alone. Yeah. Fifty million. Brendan Johnson. Werner, Solomon. We forget yeah. that they got. Remember Solomon was doing his thing at Fulham. They've snapped up these guys, and Son is still playing left wing. Brendan Johnson's a funny one, man. Fifty mil, or however much it was. It's, Forty mil. Fifty mil. You know, like. You, you, you've done the Tottenham thing 
again of spending hella dough, bringing in 11 guys. And it's like, wait, who's good? How many, which one yeah. of you guys is actually yeah. the footballer here? Because Udogi was actually signed last summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you can't even say him. But, so, um, yeah. Bissouma. I yeah, thought, I thought he was Bissouma. And, and I was, I was going to say... I thought he was better than Declan Rice. The problem that Tottenham have is their heroes are also becoming their villains, you know. Um, so, you got to watch out, bro. you got to watch out. And if that highline doesn't get you top four, it's going to get killed. Yeah, It's going to get yeah. killed in the media. The naive... Whoever that journalist is, he's going to have naive Tottenham. Yeah. As yeah. he's, he's got that in bold. But you're going to get called bottlers if you don't make Champions League football. Yeah, that's big just, time. That's just how Especially if Villa and guys get in there, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, big result for Wolves really puts them in contention for, for a strong finish. But yeah, we'll move it on. You spoke about Villa just then. Um, They went away to Fulham. They won 2-1. Muniz bagged again. Yeah, Fulham. Muniz. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Oli Shotkins, they're calling him. <laughs> A brace. Oh, yo, Oli. He's just, he's just not stopping. Oli, I've got time for Oli Watkins this season. Um, I think he's exp- I think he's done his thing. Yeah. I think he's done his thing this year. Preview, he's already one of my champs of the week because 13 goals and 10 assists alone in the Premier League season after 25 games is not something you ever would have thought Oli Watkins would have been up to if you'd watched him for the last couple of years. Like, he was always a nice player. I don't want to, like, make it sound like he's, like, a bum who's just turned into, like, a, a demon. Like, he was nice, but he was always inconsistent. He was always... He was never this lethal guy. Yeah, yeah. Two chances, two goals. In this game, exactly. He's, like, <laughs> he's on the turn and shoot. <laughs> not even six yards out. I'm talking about from an angle in the box, and he's finding the other corner. Yep. You know, um, he he is actually lethal in this season, and uh, he's carrying Villa, man. He's carrying Villa literally on his on his back with a couple other performers, but he's been there for them. You yeah. can't say that he's not turned yeah, up. And season. I think, man, it, literally, if Jesus had thirteen and ten, I would not shut the fuck up yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, so for Oli Watkins to so some to of the be, assists are for Gaze. Yeah, yeah, uh, they are. But, but if he had thirteen and ten, uh, thirteen goals. <laughs> A double double. Yeah, you've done your job, man. You know, that's job. what you want. So and, and he's key to Villa not completely falling away. Yeah, literally. We that's what I'm saying. They'll fall off. But going to Fulham and winning this game is a game where you're like, okay, that's a good result. Especially with the form Muniz is in. Yeah. How could you gonna start? You... <laughs> lost to Man United last week and everything going on. We stopping Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Uh, he's the next one, man. I the next one. I love it when random guys just get form and you think, man, this guy's really three and two, huh? Yeah. David Detro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, moving it on, a team that's probably quite upset at a minute, struggling a bit. Newcastle versus Bournemouth. Yeah, two, yeah. Two at St. James's Park. Did you see the mistake from Dubravka? <laughs> horrible, horrible. <laughs> Bro, Dubravka needs to be added to the watch, man. Fodringham, Trafford. <laughs> Matt, Matt Turner's been dropped now. So we can. Yeah, he has on. been dropped. He we has been dropped. Watch that. But that Fodringham, Trafford. Um, and <laughs> Dubravka is part of that man Dubravka is horrible that's a terrible mistake that's the a terrible mistake and then tries to get back to the ball Solanke is not even that quick a presser no. it's not even that intense that's what I'm saying it's, <laughs> it's not Julian Alvarez that's what I'm saying it's not some nimble guy you didn't see coming he's got light he's yeah. got light to picked up speed yeah you can see you should see the 6'3 guy <laughs> yeah, yeah chugging you down deep breaths <laughs> oh, and then they're 1-0 down um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, they make it 1-1 with the penalty. I think they go on from there, but Semenyo yeah. crashed it. Yo, yo, it's a serious finish. And it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, oh. Like, you, I'm sure those in training flying. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. can connect that sweetly. But uh, it's a ridiculous finish, man. Another, another type of goal I would love to see an Arsenal player score. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who in our squad is most likely to score that. Probably Martinelli. But yeah. it'd be on the other side. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle, they're struggling a bit for form. Obviously, they come to the Emirates this weekend. Um, I think they're 10th now, maybe. Um, Wolves are definitely above them. Shit. Um, so, yeah, been a bit a bit of a drop-off. bit of a... And, I mean, they conceded four at home to Luton, conceded another two at Bournemouth. It's, it's looking a bit sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Eddie Howe... He's not been able to make do with what he had. And he had quite a bit. Like, I know Tonali's unfortunate. I know there's been a lot of injuries in X, Y, and Z. Um, but some of the goals that Newcastle give up, man. 
that rigid team, up. that rigid team of last year. Yeah, they had the best defense in the league last year. But we like we were saying. I remember we okay, boom, we weren't putting them, but we were saying like how rigid that block was yeah. in that Emirates game yeah, yeah, yeah. for that nil-nil and how it was just like, yeah, who's ever going to break that down? Yeah, yeah. And we just kind of expected that that was just going to be here for like three or four years. Yeah. Uh, nah, they, Newcastle ship goals, bro. Yeah. Like, they, they, they let him in. So, I want to big up Bournemouth though. I've got to be honest mm. with you. Um, Bournemouth are one of these teams that are actually like a Gary O'Neill team, like attacking with in, intent to score and they have a game and they have a, that, like they try and trap you and then just release Semenyo and Solanke and like, yeah. and uh, it, they're well coached. And if they, I guess if they keep the manager, they, they're going to play exciting stuff. I think they're, they're who these Crystal Palace and guys want to be now. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, I think Iriola deserves credit there as well. Like, yeah. The fact that not only were people calling for him to be sacked and he was on a bad run of form, but Bournemouth play a style of football that is attractive. And I was actually one of those guys saying he's going to be one of the first to go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, they, yeah. as you, they, they, they play an attractive style of football. They play good football. It's one of those ones where it's more than they football. Like people have a, like a, a part to play in this system. And, you know, there's a focal point. This guy gets the goals and it's dope. It's, it's good to see. It's beautiful. Look, they've really gone to places like Old Trafford and 1-3-0. You know, yeah. it doesn't just happen yeah. by, by happens that, you know, people have to be drilled and ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. So big up Ariola for and sure. Yeah, he's getting the maximum out of those players. Um but another another team who are stepping up, trying to make their Champions League hopes realistic, Man United. Mm. Went and won again. Uh like we said before, three points behind Tottenham and Rasmus Hoyland. A brace. I have to I do have to give out some apologies, man. Rasmus is boy. That second goal? The chest finish. I don't know if it's real though. I, 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 people are going over. to give him that. Nah, people are going over. But it's just the genius of this young, brilliant man. I don't know about that I one. You, you. The first one's nice. Though. The first one's nice, real nice. It shows composure. Um, but the second one just kind of happened to him. But nonetheless, it's his goal, man, and and uh, he's turned it around because he's he's more involved in games now. I don't know what's changed. I don't know who got in his ear, but he he's a huge part as to why United have won the last four games, if yeah. not the most important part. And this run has made things interesting yeah. for them in the season. Because Tottenham don't want Man United breathing down their necks. A couple weeks, months ago, we thought this was going to be a deadpan season for United. Yeah. Um, And now they're actually breathing down people like Tottenham's top next. Was long yeah, now they're actually breathing down people like Tottenham. It, it is crazy what winning four games in a row can do in the and Premier League. And they've got League. a decent set of fixtures coming up. Yeah, and you, I never would have thought United would have won four games in a row. So shout out to Ten Hag, but I don't know. It's still somehow unsustainable in, the, in these last in these last four wins. Two I think Man United have been the I think they've been the worst team in the yeah. game majority yeah. of the like the majority of the fixtures. But somehow they come up with winners and. The individual brilliance and then somehow resilience to see it to the end. Yeah, yeah. Does does deserve some respect. Uh but Casemiro, I think, also should have been sent off. So Yeah, 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 yeah. The ref bottled that one. But yeah, I think the reason United got away with it, um, I mean Villa had an off day last week. This week Luton just lacked the technical quality. Yeah. Final third to like towards the end, Ogbene was just kicking it out of play. <laughs> um, even Doughty, whose delivery is usually pretty good, wasn't on point. They lost Adebayo, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, which would have been a big problem. But for Man United, and I've seen him play quite a bit now, Kobe Mainu looks like the guy in that Man United midfield is actually like comfortable and showing some composure and some ability to just kind of in the heat of the atmosphere. Yeah, when, yeah. When like Casemiro's turning the possession over like it's fun. Bruno's doing it like as often as he gets the ball. Kobe Mainu was one guy who was like taking the ball, maybe shifting it a bit and finding a pass. Yeah. No, Kobe Mainu He's the most composed player they have actually out there in the midfield. Which is crazy. Which right? is crazy. I saw Flex say that Kobe Mainu should be going away to Luton looking at Casemiro and saying, oh yeah, five times Champions League winner. Can you hold my hand? Can you coach me through this? Tell me where I need to be. And Casemiro's doing his foolishness. <laughs> trying to get sent off. <laughs> I, this, is, this is how, I, this is why I, I give Ten Hag credit because I still don't understand how they're even in this position. Yeah. Uh, like, Casemiro hasn't looked quite good like in in game he actually sometimes does look all right but he does have these moments and you think yeah he's probably got to be sent off you have to sub him yeah, yeah, amrabat yeah. can't even be trusted now anthony's not getting minutes um 
you know, Ericsson, he doesn't even really put in yeah. there anymore. Yeah. I don't know where Mount is. He's still, <laughs> yeah, Mount still he's, he's yeah. still somewhere. Yeah. You know, Shaw can't play 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah. You know, Evans is always coming on. Maguire is always playing. And it's like, I, I, it, it looks like a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow it might finish above Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is saying something. <laughs> and that does us a lot of credit because we were given and credit for having Tottenham to be this now new, new well drilled, whatever. So big up to Ten Hag. We'll see what happens. If you can steer that train into a top five position, I don't know, man. You might deserve some flowers. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If they get top four, to be honest, it's probably a successful season for Ten Hag. Um, Huge. Not for Man United fans, because you lot thought you'd be in a title race, so you're still just delusional. Yeah. But I would have said at the start of the season, yeah, if Man United get top four, Ten Hogs probably, he's done enough to keep his job. Yeah, yeah, right. 100. He kicked on, no, he hasn't really. But if he can get top four without instilling a style of play in year two, <laughs> yeah, 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 coping with Through all, all of these teams yeah. and doing all of Sancho's this, gone. Yeah, yeah, all of these dramas, the Man United circus that we go on about, if he can get top four, it was, all of that. It was this season he was asking the boys, should Greenwood come back in? What do we think? <laughs> it was this season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, on the Luton side, the Luton double pivot. Yeah, serious, man. Barkley and Lakonga. I like, I like the fact that Luton don't give it up easy pause at home like you, you have to still work for those points yeah. like they didn't have the quality in the end but they made it a tough ground they, it wasn't Burnley you know yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like yeah just that right, man you know do we have to do just keep it underneath 10 yeah. um yeah. they they really make you fight for the points Barkley Lukonga yeah I mean they were both brilliant but Barkley man seriously, seriously yeah he's a serious talent some of the balls some of the it's it's like his locomotion plus ability to play a final ball. Yeah, it's just not. Is yeah. is like he always has had that. And I, I I remember having this conversation with you about like who I thought that thirteen fourteen season Ross Barkley yeah, was yeah, being, yeah. and that like fourteen fifteen Ross Barkley. Yeah, like when he just came out and he was scoring twenty goals yeah, yeah, yeah. a season. Right foot, left foot. Didn't yeah. matter. Um, I'm still happy that he, he he gets to have his shine. He's got he's got undeniable quality, man. Yeah, he's got undeniable. He does. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll move it on because West Ham have not won in 2020. And I was just thinking about Calvin Phillips. Lost at Nottingham Forest. Calvin Phillips has had a horror start to his West Ham career. He got sent off on the weekend. If he's not getting sent off, he's just giving goals away. <laughs> yeah. um, and Literally, Moyes, Moyes. I think Moyes agrees with you. Because you see his press conference when he was yeah when he was saying uh, basically calling West Ham fans ungrateful literally saying I, I can't remember the last time they won a trophy and <laughs> when did they make it make consistently make Europe and seventh <laughs> place in the league and stuff and fair play yo back your back your, back your case back, that is back what your shit yeah like you are you are the gaffer you have done all of that stuff so speak on it tell them tell them the truths. Um, guys are saying Slav. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what was what was Slav like? Because there was a Moyes out banner in the away end, but. Yeah, man, I mean, not looking good. But West Ham's next, I've looked at their next four games, yeah. You know, you got Brentford at home, Everton away, Burnley at home, um, and then maybe Villa away, right? West Ham could win all four of those games. Yeah. Right, and if West Ham are going to make Europe, they, That's need, what they to need to get to like do. maybe 10 out of 12 points. Yeah. But they are capable, especially okay. when if Packard is back, they are capable of winning all four of those games. But I, I don't think they will. Because they are just playing all. No, they're playing. They're playing terrible. Well, I haven't seen Antonio kick a ball in six months. He started on Saturday. Antonio started the game. I didn't didn't know he's back in training. No, no, they're they're playing. They're. But on the flip side of that, I mean, a striker at the other end. I won you. I won you. I saw some stat that he's got the best chance conversion. Yeah, yeah, he does. In the league, yeah, he does. Started last season. Yeah, yeah. Better than Harland. You see this goal? All his goals are like the touch. <laughs> it just holds off Agued with one arm or one <laughs> finger, should I say? The touch is perfect. A left foot, uh, drilled it, bottom bins. He's uh, he's gonna. You know what's so funny about Nottingham Forest as well is Chris Wood was doing things when the one you was out. Yeah, now Wood is out, and the one you's come right yeah. back in to, up where he left to, to 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 pick up the mess, and I think. I think uh, Nottingham Forest, uh, well, to be fair, they, they're actually still under that um, FFP punishment. They could get a points deduction. But they, I think they have the quality 
to potentially like, even Hudson Odoi is like he scored in his last like two games or three yeah, games or yeah. something. Shout out like, I think if Alanga, a one year, um, Gibbs White, Cho, yeah, can stay fit, I think they have more quality than Everton. Yeah, and and on that point, I actually want to apologize. I told people on this podcast that yeah. if you're thinking about watching Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Don't watch Nuno's Nottingham Forest because Nuno's Wolves was horrific and that low block, that five at the back. But yo, if Nuno's gonna persist with Gibbs White, Ilanga, Hudson Adoy, Anna Wanyi, I'm here for it, man. I'll be I'll be tuning in for some of those Forest games. They're 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 entertaining. We talk about Wolves with the counter attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find Gibbs White, he beats two or three players because that's what Gibbs White does. He just yeah. he just seems to not be able to get the ball off him. He releases Ilanga and Awanyi and Hudson Adoy are crashing the box. In every game that Nottingham Forest has played in the last three weeks, they've managed to get Awanyi through on goal. Yeah, like just one on one with the keeper, or if he doesn't create like in the Arsenal game, if he doesn't create it out of his. Like his own endeavor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that will prove to serve them well because he's finishing his chances better than DCL is. So, so yeah, shout out to Nuno. I think it was probably worth the switch from Steve Cooper, um, and hopefully they they can stay up because I don't mind on Forest too much. Yeah. But however, if they it's go down, go if they go down, they get him pillaged. Like yeah, Alanga's yeah, yeah. gone, Gibbs yeah, White's yeah. gone. Uh, they like, won't go down though. They won't go down. They've got enough quality in the team. To but West Ham, and I, I can't lie, man, it's, it's, it's dark times. It's like, yeah. we're, we're at the end of Feb now and you haven't won a game in all of 2024. In all comps. That's crazy. I think they've which lost Which is game. why I said last week, I hear some of the Moyes out stuff, but at, at the end of the day, like Moyes gets an MVP from me because like you say, back your shit, man. Yeah, talk, talk like, your tell, stuff. Tell them what you've done. Tell them. <laughs> sometimes football fans are fickle most you know of the is? time they're fickle I'm always going to push around by Man United fans and he's like I'm not getting pushed around by West Ham at least they won trophies yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was following Ferg yeah yeah, they yeah. Were... <laughs> yeah fair enough bro tell them, tell them. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean we spoke about Luton earlier saying that obviously they they make it tough yeah Burnley don't yeah and Sheffield United don't <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even bother watching this. Game. No, this is been mad. Premier League did that on purpose. I, I could watch some Deserby ball, but I know Deserby's <laughs> just gonna pattern the shit out of this team. Um, there's no. There's absolutely. I mean, no Holgate. They, they're gonna concede. Holgate in the thirteenth minute, getting that red Holgate card. Holgate gets the biggest ever. He's a scum. Of the week. Yeah, he's a scum. But that, like, whatever chef you were trying to build and do and yeah. fight, and in the thirteenth minute. Versus one of these positional playing teams that, you know, have guys who fill spaces and can zig and zag. Like, we're, we're, it's with 11 men on the pitch, we still have Fodringham in goal. Yeah, yeah. It's tough enough trying to keep a clean sheet. And now you want these guys to pull us apart for... Off the third team. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we honestly really doing? And, uh, you know, I, I actually don't even want to... Sheffield have been pouring shit all season. Yeah. But that's on Holgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one there, and you can blame Holgate. But, but then, then I guess to be fair, get versus ten men. That um, I think it was that Ahmed Dozic came out afterwards and said that it wasn't a red card. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, bro, you deserve to hold that five as well as anyone else, man. You can get blamed for that as well. But, but Brighton, Brighton, everybody was eating. Dwellbeck got there. Pascal Gross. Pascal Gross was his, was dead. Pascal Gross is an unbelievable footballer. He's got the tech. You know, it's sad when you when you when you deep or football and you're like, oh man, he's already thirty. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you Pascal know? Gross was doing this and he was twenty four. <laughs> well, Pep would have snuffed that. Uh, Pep would have snuffed that from uh, the the Gundogan replacement. Yeah. Um, Pascal Gross is a serious. He's a serious serious thing. Comes back two goals. Balling, balling, balling. Up where he well, we've been we've been a Dingra fans. We've yeah. said it from time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and get some of their players back looking tidy. I mean, and that, that's what I just respect about the Zerbi is that when because of the Zerbi's brand of football, when he goes away to Crystal Palace in a derby or he goes away to West Ham or something, it might be a bit sticky, right? Because they can sit back, they can hit you on the counter attack yeah, yeah. and got decent players. But when he goes to a team like Chef you I know Chef you are gonna get he can get cooked. It's yeah. not gonna be West Ham went to Chef you and Drew. <laughs> I know because that's sufferable for sufferable. Exactly, exactly. I know Deserby's gonna outcoach this guy. Yeah, yeah. His rotations are gonna, gonna be have Bonanotti out there looking. It's gonna be like five guys <laughs> like moving in the middle, not really occupying any position. Lewis yeah. Dunk is is uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. He's four 
six and eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Veltman's coming inside. Like, yeah, it's, it's bad. yeah. So yeah, shout out to Zerbi as well. Um, but in the last game, which was Monday night game, dry driest game of the weekend. Yeah, missed it. I doubt. Didn't even really need to watch it. Saw the saw the final ten minutes and that's all the goals. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's that's that basically watched ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But Everton out of the bottom three with that point. Is it? So, yeah, shout out to them with the ten point deduction. Was it ten points? Yeah, ten. Yeah, ten point deduction. Um, shout mm-hmm. out to them because they came out with that. Came out of the bottom three loot and went in. Um, and Jordan Ayew with a banger. Mm, my boy. What's a finish? What's a finish? But yeah, really not too much to say on that. Roy has gone. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was just the like, come on, yeah. man. You don't want to, you don't want to actually die on the job. Yeah, there was a bit of a hospital scare, but I think reports are that everything's all cool now. Yeah. Um, and they brought in this Oliver Glasner guy in. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, that leads us on to MVP and rookie because I'm gonna give Roy Hodgson the MVP. Yeah. Um, the only thing I say I was gonna say about Crystal Palace is I think they are now at a junction where it's like you can choose your next manager is so important. Yeah. Yeah, you can choose to but, go. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I think regardless of who, we got to think about who Crystal Palace can get, right? Yeah, and regardless I, of who Crystal Palace can get, Eze and Elise are going to leave. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. So that's 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 what makes the new manager even more important. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, after I wouldn't I wouldn't make a decision until the end of the season. See what the summer's saying. See who gets sacked and whatnot. Um, but. You can choose to go down. We can see who's a who's a manager now, like Brendan Rodgers or something. You can either give him a job, or you can go out there get a young guy who's got a really nice modern sort of view yeah, of football, yeah, yeah. who can revolutionize your thing for you to start playing the type of football that your fans are, are begging to see. Um, because, yeah, like. And I don't, I don't know much about this Oliver Glasner guy. Yeah, neither do I. Maybe he is the solution. He won the Europa League with Frankfurt. Um, a Europa League, we know that's no easy competition yeah, to win. Yeah, true. Um, you do have to actually be... But you've got to trust him. Win that. Um, and yeah, you've got to trust him. You've got to give him full favour and players. And to be honest, Palace have been a dry team to watch this season in particular. I know when Roy came in for Vieira last season, yeah. there was a couple of games they were scoring five goals, Eze, Elise, Zaha going crazy. But we know what Roy Hodgson's about, man. Roy Hodgson's not coaching that attack. That's just... Roy Hodgson coaches being, a 2-0. Yeah, that's just them being outstanding individuals. Yeah, Roy Hodgson um, coaches a 2-0 always. That's his favourite school. So, ho- yeah, hopefully this Oliver Glasner guy makes them a better team to watch. Because then at least when Palace are on TV, I'll be like... How much, there. how much, like, I actually think Meteta's been all right this season mm. but how much is that like Roy Hodgson has demanded that type of centre forward versus yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Versus Crystal Palace haven't gone out to get because uh... really when you look at it Mateta's not better than Edward like Edward's a bit whack so... <laughs> yeah, but but Mateta's not better than Edward Edward was signed for, for decent money as well yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But... like if you get a chance neither of them will probably score <laughs> but I'd rather just I feel like Edward just offers so much more but he's just consistently benched for Mateta just consistently and I respect what Jean-Philippe's doing yeah he's fine for his minutes it's a dog fight but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is man. <laughs> um, yeah so Roy Hodgson gets an MVP from me hey Ollie Watkins gets an MVP from me Arteta gets an MVP from me Jakob Kivior Jakob Kivior um, Ilya Toporia yep throughout to say gets um, an MVP win over Volkanovski um, and in terms of rookies Vincent Company. <laughs> I mean that, that, that tweet killed me like how is your manager wearing a suit and a cap <laughs> yeah. but I, I think like, I actually put some in my phone and the thing is I, I do actually think that Vincent I've seen enough from the Burnley team to actually kind of say like Vincent Company has the principles as a manager and can get a team to play in a certain way that maybe if he was at a West Ham, he would do quite a good job. Yeah, yeah. So I would say I've seen enough from him in, in that extent. But, bro, your team can't have 13 points after 25 games. You know, I I don't even know if I've seen enough. I think I would give company the chance to. There's a team that had a 10-point deduction that's seven points ahead. <laughs> yeah, which is, come on. And they don't have that much quality, Everton. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't have that much. But... Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, company, man, I don't know. I I don't want to kill him because Burnley are just, they just never had the quality to begin with. But 
just need to see something more. Some of my other rookies. Yeah. Don't put Moncano. Oh, yeah. Bro. <sighs> Twice in a week. Sent off. Penalties. Conceded. Both games. Crucial. Daggers. <laughs> I saw a tweet I've that was like... i never really rated Upper Moncano. I saw a tweet that was like, Upper Moncano is going to be the worst defender in the world watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, all, the, all eyes are on you. <laughs> you shit the bed. On that note, Harry Kane. Yeah. Again, not turning up when it matters. Missed a couple chances even when it was 3-2. Yep. Um, it's it's. We, I think we said it a lot last week. Like, yo, it doesn't matter if you if you win the next one, if you don't win this yeah, one. Yeah. Cam said the same thing on FCM, innit? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you win the next one, if you don't win this yeah. one. Everyone will remember that. <laughs> when they tell the story of Harry Kane, they will say Bayern won the league for ten years. Leverkusen, Leverkusen. That's what they call them in Germany. <laughs> yeah, they've never won it. <laughs> they have never ever won it. Um, and yeah, rumours about Thomas Tuchel going. Um, I'm seeing Man United fans say interim Oli could be dangerous. <laughs> could win the Champions League for Bayern um, I think Tuchel is a big name to be on the market, though. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Ineos. But a lot of teams are get probably gonna want to stay away from Tuchel. I know, I know, Man United fans are so anti Tuchel. <laughs> They do not want Tuchel ball. Tuchiliban is also one of my favorite slander yeah. names. You know that uh, that video of that guy chasing with the umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like never recovered. Tuchel. That is so <laughs> funny, man. Um, but yeah, it's looking a bit sticky for him. But I think Bayern, he's a good manager. Bayern have got some good players there. Yeah. I saw something that Sane hasn't scored for 14 games. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. Which, I mean... He, no, did you no, see, Sane so had a chance. Sane had a chance. He was like six, seven yards out, threw on goal. And I don't know, how, like, it's part, I don't know how the keepers got there. And yeah. part, I don't know how he's missed that. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't. Know. But I think if Bayern are going to win the Champions League, Thomas Tuchel is one of their best bets. <laughs> because, I've, and I've always said this about Thomas Tuchel. On the day he turns off. T- tournament football. Thomas Tuchel is one that he he can beat Pep rigid. He can beat Klopp. Yeah, he yeah, beat, yeah. Like, he can beat all of these. All of the you know best. He should have won that world. that uh, UCL with PSG when they went to the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Mbappe missed a couple of chances. And yeah, Bayern ended up winning. But yeah, that's why. If but but and this is where, especially for Champions League, maybe not so more in the league because you need more good team performances. But in the Champions League, especially, Thomas Tuchel is going to coach that team well enough to concede zero or one goal oh, yeah. in each game and he's going to rely on the greatest striker in the world to turn up and Thomas Tuchel and win him the game score one goal and we'll keep a, as well as Upper yeah, yeah. gets benched we'll keep a clean sheet and he doesn't care it. how ugly it looks exactly exactly which to win a Champions League you almost need that and he's never had Kane Pep won it with four centre-backs yeah and as much as Kane turns up for nothing um, in that Champions League format where it's five or six German defenders and then just one ball with Harry Kane and Sane as a runner. Yeah. yeah. It, it could get... Musiala. Yeah, it could get quite... Yeah. Yo, Musiala's goal in this game Yeah, that he scored in the weekend, he, he crashes it in. Yeah. And that's the thing. Tuchel will have that defence as locked up as it probably needs to be. Yeah. They have to start um, Kinman J. Delict. Where's Delict? Is he... Yeah, Delict is at Bayern. Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, he's Dyer, getting benched for Dyer. I don't know what... But yeah, I mean that definitely needs to come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's everything. Think that's everything. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Do have a short episode this week, so audience retention might be a bit higher hey. on this one. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Arsenal play Newcastle. Big games everywhere. There's the cup final as well. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.